This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are in studio on this Friday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Ari, would you be mine? Would you be mine? Raider Nation, would you be mine? I'm pretty excited, pretty pumped up after a semi-stressful Thursday evening as I was watching uh, the Golden State Warriors come up with another Another trophy, another championship to put in the books, to put in the trophy case, defeating the Boston Celtics. I was very surprised over three losses in a row for the Boston Celtics, but I'll take it. I did not want to see a game seven. As much as I love game sevens in every sport because they're fantastic, I did not want to see a game seven. So it was really good to, to see the Warriors get that dub last night and Get another trophy, and I know there's a lot of Warrior fans that do listen to the show, so a shout-out to you, and there you go. Congratulations. Uh, you know, it was funny. I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I, I left uh, here yesterday and went right over there uh, to check out the Lebanon High School football event going on, uh, put on by Nike. And matter of fact, I'll have more on that in just a little bit, and it was a great event. I mean, it really was. Just to see so many kids from the high schools around the area be able to actually be at the Raiders practice facility and doing, you know, seven-on-sevens and and all that. But then not only is just seven-on-seven, but offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they also had drills that they were able to go through. Nike put on a hell of an event, and, of course, it was also put on by the Raiders and having it right there at the facility. It's so funny, Ari. Like, you think about this. I saw I was standing in, in one of the end zones or behind one of the end zones, and uh, a quarterback threw a, a pass, and a DB went up and made the interception. Then he, like, landed on the A in Raiders in the end zone, and so I had a couple people standing next to me, and I was like, can you imagine what that story is going to be like in about five years? You know what I mean? Like, hey, I was, I was in the Raiders practice facility. The ball went in the air. I intercepted it. Then I looked up, and Charles Woodson was standing there. Like, that's how I would do it, right? I would put extras on it. Yeah. I would make the story fantastic. I mean, you got it, right? You got to be able to put some extras on it. After the story gets told so many times, it's like, man, Charles Woodson was there. Derek Carr was there. Oh, the whole Raiders team. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it just it just grows and grows and grows. So we were having a lot of fun with how that conversation is going to go. But it all leads me back to the fact that these young, young adults are getting an opportunity to play a tournament at a professional football team's practice facility, their indoor arena or their indoor facility. Like, how cool is that? Beyond cool, like how do you even, that is, talk about motivation, right? Like you can't get any better than that, I feel. Hey, man, they all want to be there. They all want to be there, right? I mean, everyone who plays high school football, anyone who plays college football, they all want to get to the next level. They all want to get to the pros. Now, we all know that that's that's not how things work, but everyone wants to get there. So if you have an opportunity to go and actually play where you want to play one day, yeah, I mean, city. yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could say it, it's motivation. You could say it's something that, you know, is just it's almost eye opening. But I know one thing, it's a memory that you can never that they can never take away from you. So it was really cool to see everyone really embracing that and, and everyone being out there. And Nike did a heck of a job and the Raiders did a fantastic job. And, 
you know, everyone had their 11 on shirts on. And, you know, it's just, again, it was a really great experience. Um, Raising Cane's, it provided the food out there. So you got to shout out to Raising Cane's. It was just, it was a great put together, organized. And that's the other thing. You can always have these events, but if they're not organized correctly, it is absolute chaos. But, I mean, the Raiders had it down. You know, everyone that was dealing with the PR side of things, that was helping out participate, everyone had a system. You know, from telling the, telling the, the, the players that they couldn't have their cleats on in the, in the dining hall area to you can't take food out onto the field. But it was all smooth. It was no chaos. And believe me, dog, I've been at some tournaments as I used to. Matter of fact, I used to come here to Las Vegas all the time when I lived in Texas still and Little Q was in Fresno. We would come here all the time because the AAU games were going on, you know, and there would be there's some AAU games that you can, you know, tournaments that are kind of whatever. They just threw it together. And then there's some that are class acts. Right. And they're next level. I've been to both. <laughs> I've been to both. You know, me and Mama Q were those those two that were at. I think we were at Gorman's gym one time and my son, older little Q, was actually playing and man. This dude must have played the very last game of the tournament of the weekend because when we looked up in the gym, we kept looking at the clock like, could this thing just end? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't even care what happens on the court. I'm looking at the clock like, get this thing over with because it had been such a a weekend, a to-do of what is going on here? Does this coach even know where we're supposed to be going? And you know, you've been in Las Vegas long enough. There's so In these tournaments, there's games going on at Gorman. There's games going on at Liberty. There's games going I mean, they're here, there, and there. Go to the Thomas and Mac. Go to the, I mean, there's, they're all over the place. And they're not, like, right around the corner. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do some driving. So, man, we were so stressed out after a couple of those tournaments. It's just, yeah, that's, when they're, that's when it's chaos. But the Raiders and Nike, they collaborated. It did a great job. There was no chaos. There was no confusion. Obviously, it helped being in one place. But just having the... The organization kind of hovering above, just just helping out. You could tell it helped in a major way. So uh, hats off to Nike. Hats off to the Raiders for what they had going on at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center on uh, on Thursday. And again, I was there. I went as soon as the show was over. I took off, made a beeline right, right over there, trying to be everywhere. Now I'm like a stop Q-line. sign. I'm trying to be a stop sign, man. I'm trying to be like, trying to be everywhere, but just to show up and just check it out. You know, shake hands with some of the coaches, see some of the players, and. Believe me, man, they might not say it, but they appreciate you being out there. They do. They appreciate it. They know, they know who you are, what you do, what you represent. And for them to see that, hey, people made an effort. And there's plenty of media members out there. I got to give a lot of media here in the Las Vegas area credit, a lot of TV. Paloma, who's on, the, on, on our show all the time, she was out there from beginning to end. I was like, how long are you going to stay here? And she's like, basically until it's over. I mean, she was a trooper. You know, she did. I think she did like eight or nine different interviews. She was putting in work. But there's, there was a, a, a lot of folks out there. Heidi Fang. She was out there representing, doing a good job. I mean, there was just there was a lot of uh, coverage of that going on at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center yesterday. So uh, I, I think just a, a round of applause to everyone that really made that happen because I think it went pretty stinking smooth. By the way, Liberty won the tournament. So with that being said, Coach Rich Mor- uh, Morocco, uh, Liberty High School head, head football coach, he's going to join the show at 2.30. These things, as I was covering high school football in Central Texas and I really started to get deeper and deeper into it, these are, are more important than I thought they were. You know, when you think about like a seven-on-seven tournament, you think, uh, okay, whatever. It's just a glorified, you know, they're just throwing the ball around, just whatever. But especially to be doing activities in the summertime, it really is a big deal. To have these guys out there instead of just sitting at home on the PlayStation, on the Xbox, whatever the case may be, online, you know, 
Swinging D, Yahoo, and 85.com, giving you tips on who the Raiders are going to, yeah, who the Raiders are going to play in, in week one, or, you know, I mean, whatever. It's good to get out there and get some activities, some team building activities in. And not to mention, it kind of gives you a better idea of, you know, who could be some big time playmakers for your team coming up in the fall and who's not. So we'll talk to Coach about not only winning the tournament, but it's just, you know, just building the team. And make no mistake about it, the Liberty Patriots, man, every single year. Really good team. Really stinking good team. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the state every single year. Of course, we know Bishop Gorman, but they're they're always right up there, neck and neck, Gorman and Liberty. So we'll talk to Coach Morocco coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll get a visit from Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. It's always good to catch up with Cassie. Didn't get her last week, but I did run into her a bunch of times when we were at Mandatory Minicamp. And, of course, she was putting in the work. Just wanted to pick her brain on what she saw, what her expectations are. Now that the, the practice is all shut down until July, until about mid-July when training camp opens up, you know, what does she think the Raiders are going to do? If there's going to be some moves that they make between now and then, are they going to add a player from outside the building? Are they going to add some years or some money onto a contract of players in the building, a.k.a. Darren Waller. You know, I mean, what are, what are the Raiders going to do? So we'll talk to Cassie Soto coming up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, Howard Beck, SiriusXM uh, senior writer, he's going to join the show to talk all things NBA Finals, kind of put a bow on the NBA season now that the, the Warriors hoisted the trophy. We'll talk about what this means as far as legacy, and I'm not really a big legacy guy. I mean, I'm really not. You know, people always ask me, like, what is it going to mean if Steph Curry wins another title? I'm like, he won another title. It means he won four. Well, what does it mean if he gets the MVP? It means that y'all can shut the hell up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, seriously. That was one of the biggest issues I had. Everyone has told or asked me that question. Well, what does it mean if Steph Curry gets the MVP? And I was like, man, that one of your, one of your complaints that you had about him, you can check off your list. Long list. I had a dude, Ari, no jokes, guy, his name is Harrison Sanford. I did a couple ESPN national shows with him, right? And he does a podcast with, uh, not Draymond Green, with, uh, um, uh, now I forgot his name, uh, Green, Green, Danny Green, sorry, Dr- Danny Green. You know, he's, and he, he hurt himself with the 76ers. Hell of a player. He's got plenty of titles. Danny Green's a, a, a fantastic player. Anyway, Harrison does this podcast with him, so I was doing some ESPN national shows with him, and he w- tried to hit me with every single reason why Steph Curry is overrated. And I was like, why don't you just admit you don't like him? Like, it would be, I would accept that more if you just said, I'm just not a fan. Because that's cool. I'm not a fan of certain guys. Like, I'm not a, a Kyrie fan. But I know he's a hell of a player. He's fantastic. He's a great player. A dude could create in the phone booth. I mean, he, but I, I just don't really like him. You know, I just kind of think he's whatever. But to each their own. You don't have to like the same guys I like, but respect their talent. Right? Oh, yeah. And if anyone, if anyone tries to tell me that Steph Curry is overrated and he tried to tell me, well, the two championships he won with KD, those don't count on his resume. I said, how the hell not? How the hell not? So he wasn't on the team? Well, he wasn't the best player. I mean, he hit me, Ari, with every excuse, and we got into it. Like, we got into it on national radio where we're going back and forth. And I normally don't just kind of, like, scream and yell at everybody, but I got my full Stephen A. Smith on. Like, I just lost my blank in mind. I was, I, I was just like, this is incredible. Like, I, don't, I can't believe what this dude is telling me. I haven't worked with that dude since. <laughs> I thought that was. <laughs> I haven't worked with that dude since. I'm just saying. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I'll say it, then I can say it. Sounds like a hater, kind of. Oh, no. He, mean, every, every, it's so funny. And this was kind of my fault. I, I, could, I kept egging it on. But every time we had a guest on and we were talking, I would say, well, let me tell you, Harrison hates the Warriors. But with that being said, and then I'd ask the question. You know what I mean? So I probably didn't need to do that to add fuel to the fire. 
Can't trust those uh, first name, the guys who have two first names as their name. Good point. Yeah, Harrison Sanford. Learn that. Yeah. He also, (laughs) even though I know he's a huge Danny Green fan, so any team that Danny Green's on, he's going to definitely be a fan of. Also tried to tell me he didn't have a a, a team that he was like a fan of. I know he was lying. But I got him, and I haven't worked with him since. Tried to talk bad about Steph Curry. Now what, Harrison? (laughs) How that's your boy? So we'll talk to Howard Beck coming up at 3.30. We'll put a bow on the NBA season, the finals. Talk about. I want to talk about the Celtics a lot. I mean, I kind of already know what I need to know about the, the Warriors. I'm going to ask him about the Celtics and, and how their future looks. Because to me, it looks pretty bright. They just need a piece or two. I think they need a, a, a real deal point guard. I like Marcus Smart a lot. I just think that they need a guy that's a true point guard that can facilitate, you know, get them in and out of trouble. I think that's that's... That's really what they need, and I think Coach Adoka is going to be a lot better next year. You know, I mean, this was his first year as a head coach. <laughs> you know Not what I mean? Bad run. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> ends up in the finals. I mean, now the expectations are super high, but that's a hell of a coach. They got a they got a squad, man. Make no mistake about it. The Boston Celtics have a squad, and I think that they're going to be a problem to be reckoned with for some time. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. Coming up at 2.30, Coach Rich Morocco, Liberty High School, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and Howard Beck from SiriusXM. All those will be coming up on the show today. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Before we really jump into the topic of the day, I did want to throw out there that we're going to be signing off early today. The Aviators, their game last night was postponed due to rain. They're playing in El Paso. So we're going to sign off at 345. So we're going to have a shorter show today. Uh, We just did everything we could to work up an extra hour of the show, and now we're giving that extra hour back. So 345 is when we sign off today. Just put that in your notes. Know what's coming up. We got a doubleheader of uh, Aviator baseball. Well, they'll finish the game that they didn't finish last night, and then they'll have today's game. So that's what's going to happen coming up at 345 as we head into this Father's Day weekend. So I got a couple different questions that I have for you. I just want to have a little bit of fun, man. I mean, especially uh, the Warriors winning that championship, man. It had me in a good mood last night at the house. I poured up a nice little cold beverage and everything, and, uh, you know, I was just in a good mood, man. It was, it was good to see uh, the hometown, the Bay Area, get another championship. So, I, I, like I said, I was in a, in a really good mood, so I thought that, hey, let's go ahead and make this good mood. Let's roll it on over to the radio show the next day. So that's what we're going to do. It's Father's Day weekend. This is my first question to you. I think we could have a lot of fun with this one. What would be the ultimate Raiders Father's Day gift, either for you or for your father or if you're a young lady, for your, you know, for your father or your husband, whatever the case may be, whatever gift you're gifting this weekend, if it's Raiders related, what would the ultimate Raiders gift be? Like I had a, a, a good friend uh, who's here locally hit me up and say, Q, you know about you know about stadium tours. My dad's a big Raider fan. I'd like to take him to, uh, to the stadium for a tour for Father's Day. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. It's a really good idea. So that was one idea. And that had nothing to do with the topic. It just happened to coincide. I just happened to get the text at the same time. And I thought, yeah, that, there's a good one right there. But what would it be? It doesn't have to be here in Las Vegas. It could be anywhere. It could be, you know, something that you've had your eye on for a while. The wife told me about some table set. And I, to the life of me, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. But she said, oh, man. And this is, this is what drives me crazy sometimes. This is when you just want your wife to go do it and don't ask or don't wait. 
And she said, oh, man, there was a really cool table set that I wanted to get. You know, she's like, me and Sarah looked at it and was like, man, this would be great. You know, Q would love it. We should get this for the house. And I thought, okay, did you get it? No. And so she didn't get it. And so now she can't find it. So now it's gone. But I, and, I don't, and I still to this day don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. You're not getting it. No, not <laughs> at all. Apparently it was at the Raider Image at one point. And I was like, I got a gift card to the Raider Image. You could have used that to however much it costs. I don't care, but you could have used the gift card. And then if it was more than that, just go ahead and pay the rest, pay the balance. Well, I wanted to ch- I didn't know if you thought that that was going to be corny or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't worry about it. Go get it. And if it's corny, then we'll take it back. But it's better to have it and have to take it back than not have it at all. And that's where I'm at right now. So I don't know what it is, but she thought it was going to be really cool. So there's that. I'll give props, though, because just the thought that it, you know, you could tell she's thinking. Oh, that's yeah. cute. All right. Well, some of us don't have the luxury <laughs> I mean, of having saying. a good woman by I their mean, side. I'm so. just saying. That's great to think. <laughs> it's great to think about it. How about you be about it? Some of us don't even have the thought <laughs> put forth. So just enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> be grateful. Okay. I guess I'll take that one. Just saying. So I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. What would be the ultimate Raiders, Raiders Father's Day gift for either you or your father, significant other, whatever the case may be? Let us know about it, 702-365-9200. And then I wanted to take it a step further and kind of play off of the emotions that I saw from Steph Curry when he realized, when it hit him. I don't know if you watched the game. I'm sure you did. When you saw the emotions hit him when he realized, oh, my gosh, we have another championship. Oh, my gosh, I'm about to be named the, the, the series MVP. And he was laughing and crying at the same time to the point where I almost got emotional. I don't know what I would get emotional for. I ain't winning nothing, right? But I could just see it in his face, and it almost is like it's like that, that sigh of relief, that emotions all flowing, but that exact moment. So I wanted to kind of twist it and, and, and make a, put, a Raiders, put a Raiders twist on it. I thought of this immediately when I saw Steph Curry last night crying. This is a, and this is how sick my brain is. I'm thinking about work while well, I should be thinking about a championship, right? But it made me think of what would your emotions be like? How would you feel the minute you realized the Raiders were about to hoist another Lombardi trophy? The minute that you knew the game was cooked, you know what I mean? Because it could be a close game, it could be a blowout. But the minute you know that Super Bowl is done deal, it's over, now, I don't know if it was an interception that would seal it. I don't know what the case may be. Maybe it was a Josh Jacobs first down or whatever. You know, you know how they always say at the end of a game, one more first down, the game's over. Maybe it's that moment. I don't know. But what would your emotions be like the moment you realized the Raiders were about to hoist another Lombardi? Mm-hmm. That moment. I know, I know it's hard to live in that moment without that moment actually happening. And I'm not saying it's going to happen right now. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. I'm not, I don't, it could happen as early as this year for all I know. But what do you feel like your emotions would be like? Because me, watching the games and being at Allegiant Stadium and, and you know, people ask me all the time, Q, how do you not you know, get upset with a loss and how do you not react when you're in the press box? Well, we, we can't, right? We have, to, we have to keep it professional. But, man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the emotions, the, the heart would be pounding. Because I'll tell you, the way that the heart was pounding in week 18 last season at Allegiant Stadium when the Raiders defeated the Chargers and all of a sudden – Boom! And all these, all the confetti dropped. Man, the heart started pounding. My my phone's going off. People are texting me from Texas. All my friends and family are like, Q, congratulations. That was just for a playoff berth. 
I was fired up. The wife, the wife was there. She was fired up. She was like, oh, my gosh. You know, she ain't even been a football fan that long. But she was fired up just because of the emotions of the fans. So let's just have a little bit of fun on a Friday. Those are the two questions I have for you. What would your emotions be like if you could even imagine what your emotions would be like the minute you realize the Raiders were about to hoist the Lombardi trophy and then looking for the ultimate Raiders Father's Day gift? What would it be in your opinion? 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Let's start things off. Gangsta, gangsta. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yeah, what's happening? Happy Father's Day to all the real fathers out there. And um, to answer your first question, you know what I'm saying? Because I took my son. I'd have been on two stadium, stadium tours. Nice. I took my son for his birthday. So, to me, the um, ultimate Father's Day gift will be tickets to the Hall of Fame game for the Cliff Branch part. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? That would be the ultimate gift for me. You know what I'm saying? That's a good and one. As far as, your other, as far as your other question, I'm going to cry like a baby. You know what I'm saying? When we when, we, when our next Super Bowl, I'm gonna cry like a baby, and I hope my kids is with me, and I hope the homie passionate Raider is with me. I hope we all together when we do win it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna cry like a baby. I know passionate Raider gonna cry. I know my kids gonna because they ain't never my kids. They never seen us win the playoff game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I know I know it'll be like wow, we finally did it. That you know it'll be so cool. You know what I'm saying? But let me vent for a minute because. Okay. I seen I seen this article talking about um can the Chargers in the um Kansas City dynasty. I'm like, what dynasty? You know what I'm saying? They only got one Super Bowl and they, and they only been the um um one more Super Bowl than we've been to since two thousand. So how they got a dynasty, you know what I mean? And um Andy Reid, he he's not a winner. He's he he's lost more so he done lost two Super Bowls, only won one. So he's a losing coach, and they barely won that one against Frisco because Frisco was coming back. So I'm like, how are they a dynasty? They barely won one Super Bowl, and say we win um, the Super Bowl this year. Say we win the division and win the Super Bowl this year. Um, Josh McDaniels will have as many Super Bowls as Andy Reid, and we'll have as many as they have. You know, since so are we a dynasty then too? Right, you know what I'm saying. So I just want I, I just want to stop all this crap about them having a dynasty and everybody conceding the division them, even though they won a division six times and they ain't did nothing yeah. with it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's all I want to say. Stop um, acting like they such a championship team and they, and they only got three Super Bowls, same as us, and we ain't didn't. We took a thirty year vacation. You know what I'm saying? And they, and <laughs> that's they a hell just of a vacation. catching up with us. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. But they just not catching up to us if they such winners or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They they still just catching up to us. They still want to be like. So stop all this dynasty talk. Stop all this just conceding the vision to them because we're going to dethrone them. And they division—they never had a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? They, they had a, a, a little winning streak in the division, but they didn't do nothing with it. And that's all I want to talk about. Keep it gangster, y'all. I'm going happy Father's Day and happy um happy um Juneteenth for all the real fathers and happy belated birthday to Tupac. I'm gone. Keep there he gangster. goes. Gangster Raider right there. Appreciate the call. And, yeah, I think the dynasty conversation is really based off the fact that they have won the division so many times in a row. They went to the Super Bowl. But to your credit, Gangster Raider, as soon as they went to the Super Bowl and won one, everyone said, oh, man, they're going to come back and win again. Oh, how many are they going to win? Who's going to stop them? You know what I mean? So every, And, look, they, they did the same thing last night, right? The Warriors hadn't even got off the stage yet, and they're like, well, they're favorites to win next year. I was like, damn, can they enjoy this one first? Can they at least enjoy this one before you start talking about next year? But that's what we do as a society, right? It's always got to be about dynasties. It's got to be about legacies. It's got to be about where this person places or where this team places all-time greats. We always have to do that. So that's what they're talking about when they're talking about dynasties. But I understand what you're talking about. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty funny because 
all in all, even though they won the, the division as many times as they have, like you said, they've only won the Super Bowl once. Now they've been to two, but they've only won one. Uh, I got a text from Glenn in San Jose on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What up, Q? If I was rolling deep, I'd get my dad a sweep for a Raider game. And hell yeah, I'll be balling a sigh of relief when I know that the Raiders get their hands back on that trophy. That's from Glenn in San Jose. Thank you so much for that, uh, that text. Well, man, I appreciate you. And that'd be cool, right? That's something Devontae Adams talked about, getting a sweep so his uh, family could see him play games at Allegiant Stadium because uh, they haven't really gotten an opportunity to go see him play live since uh, he was in Green Bay and they're here on the West Coast. That would be cool. Now, that does cost a lot of money to be in the suite, but, you know, we're just having a little bit of fun. We're using our imagination today, so uh, that's good stuff right there, Glenn. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Denver talk to our guy, Raider Dave. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I think that uh, the best gift would probably be a brick. You know, I, I wish that my dad would have been able to travel in order to go uh, tour the stadium, but he was just uh, not that healthy to do that. He passed away in uh, February, but I think mm. a Raider brick out front is something that I may not be able to do now, but it's uh, it's in the plans for the future. That would be awesome. That really would be awesome. Put that in your in your pop's name, man, and, and somewhere he would he would love that. I guarantee it. Well, I, ha- I owe it to him because he was such a fan of the AFL mm. uh, in the days of, you know, Al Davis and the type of high-flying long-ball football that uh, that's the reason I grew up loving that. I, you know, to this day, I, I don't really like NFC teams. It's just so embedded in from, you know, liking Pastorini and LaMonica and all those guys from a long time ago, Greasy, everybody. So uh, that's the reason I'm a Raider fan is because of him. Nice. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Great call. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the weekend as well. Uh, matter of fact, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Definitely appreciate you. Let's get one more quick call in. We'll go to Juan the Smasher right here in the 702. Juan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Oh, see how you are, Ari? You didn't get you don't have one on? What are you doing? Oh man. See, Ari, that's why that's why nobody's thinking about you over the weekend. That's why nobody's trying to get you no gift. You're hanging up on everybody. Unbelievable. Juan, you there? What's up, Q? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm chill. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get Ari straight over here, man. I, I'm. I'm gonna need another week with Ari to straighten this guy out. <laughs> hey, it's all good, Playboy. Don't even trip. Hey, hey man, I told you them Warriors were gonna uh, take off the Celtics. You did. I just didn't. Yeah, I just didn't see them cats winning anymore. That fool Tatum. He, he he didn't he didn't wake his inner Kobe. I'm a little uh, upset about him, but it's all good. And uh and and uh this Sunday, Happy Father's Day to, to all the fathers. You know what I mean? Yeah, you and too, then, brother. You know what I'm saying? Even the stepdaddy can get some love too, <laughs> right? Yeah, and uh, other than that, what well, that what that fool gangster gangster was saying about them cheese, man, I agree with that cat. Man, I can't stand those dudes, dude. Mustard and ketchup, they, they need to go somewhere because this is our year. Let's go Raiders. There he goes, Juan the Smasher. Thank you for the call, my man. And yeah, he's just tag teaming on the back of a Gangster Raiders call, talking about the Chiefs uh, really shouldn't be called a dynasty. They haven't really created that dynasty yet. And if we're talking about the true definition, what the Warriors have done, four four uh, rings in eight years, dynasty worthy. One ring over the course, you know, four or five, six years, not a dynasty. So uh, good stuff right there. Gangster Raider, we appreciate you. Uh, Raider Dave, we appreciate you. And, of course, Juan the Smasher, we appreciate you as well. Keep those texts coming at 69187, keyword R&R. They're starting to roll in. Two questions for you. What would be the ultimate Raiders Father's Day gift? As Obviously, we're heading into Father's Day weekend. And the second one, in the spirit of Steph Curry crying as soon as he realized that that championship was won by the Golden State Warriors, if the Raiders were about to hoist another trophy, the minute you knew that the Raiders had that Super Bowl in the bag, 
and it was all theirs. They were going to get their fourth team championship. What would your emotions be like? What would what would happen with you? Let us know about it. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, Coach Rich Morocco, Liberty High School head football coach, will join the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. What I see from Rock is he is a pro's pro. I love the way that he prepares. You can tell that he's a guy that loves the game and a guy that wants to get better. So I've really been impressed with him from that standpoint. And he's another guy that is a sponge. You know, he wants as much as you can give him. And he's able to take that information and process it. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, here's your boy, Q. That was Raiders secondary coach Jason Simmons talking about Rock Sin. Defensive back that the Raiders traded for when they traded Unique Ngakwe to the Colts. They received Rocky Sin in return. And uh, we actually got a chance to talk to Coach Simmons out at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center last week during mandatory minicamp. And I was actually right back at that same location on yesterday. Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, the Raiders hosted the Nike 11 on high school football event. It was a fantastic uh, showcase for a lot of high schools around the area here in Las Vegas, including Liberty High School, and the Patriots actually took the whole thing. They won the championship. They're a fantastic team each and every year. Right now, their head coach, Rick Rich Morocco, joins us on the phone lines. And Coach, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. It was good seeing you yesterday in person, and congratulations on another victory. How, how does that feel to have your team go in there and get the dub oh thanks for having me on and uh anytime you can go out and compete and get a get a victory and come away with a championship it feels great yeah it's got to and, and you know standing there watching and, and talking with you yesterday afternoon it just it seems like the kids were having so much fun being right there at the Raiders facility how, how much did they kind of indicate how much fun they were having being out there um I mean, they had a lot of fun. I mean, the the, the atmosphere and the environment, uh, getting to play where pro players practice, um, you know, it meant a lot to the kids. And on top of that, it was climate controlled, so <laughs> it, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to play in 105-degree heat. So. Right. Yeah. Hey, that was great for the kids, and that was great for the players. That was great for us, too. <laughs> you know? We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we can stand there and watch and not be sweating our tails off, but uh, no, it was it was great to see them out there competing. Like I said, it looked like they were having a lot of fun, and how important are those kind of tournaments, you know, just to kind of get guys active and, and staying active throughout the summer, but also just with the early stages of team bonding? Yeah, I think it's it's more important for the the team bonding and kind of learning how to compete. It's not so important in whether it's going to translate into real football. You know, seven on sevens, it's nowhere near close to real football. But um, you know, what we're looking for in our kids is that they have that desire to want to win, and they're going to go out and make plays. And there's a little bit of pressure on them in certain situations, and who's going to rise to the pressure, and who's going to kind of shy away from it and um you know we always just preach to the kids i don't i don't care about winning trophies and seven on seven i just i want to see them go out and compete and uh it's that's why that's why we do it that's why i think it's important well i'll tell you they competed in that championship game i mean coming away with the 18 to 17 victory that's that's a pressure you know i wasn't there for that i had already taken off but uh that was that that's some pressure right there that's a close game right there how did you think that your your team performed in that moment 
you know, it was, it was good. Arborview's a, a great program, and um, they've done a good job. We've played them several times this spring, and each time we've played them, they've gotten better. Um, and it was one of those things where uh, in this tournament, if you got a stop, you got two points. So we were up. They stopped us. They got two points. They jumped ahead. There was only a minute and 30 left in the game, and we were kind of debating, like, should we let them score? Um or try to get the stop. We got the stop, and we ended up winning the game, you know, because of defense. So it was big. Nice, nice defense wins championships, right? That's what we that's what <laughs> that's what we say. We're talking right now with Coach Rich Morocco here from Liberty High School on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. And, and Coach, you've built a really good program there at Liberty. You guys are traditionally one of the best teams in the state each and every year. What what is it about Liberty, and how have you built this up so you traditionally are one of the better teams uh, around? That's a great question. Um, you know, it, it took a, it took a while for us to get to where we are now, you know, uh, but I think that, you know, winning and the winning, um, culture that we've instilled kind of makes other people want to be a part of that. And so now it's to the point where we get great players. They want to move into Liberty zone. They want to play for us. Uh, makes, makes life a lot easier when you, when you have the talent, um, but we've done things to kind of entice people to want to be at Liberty. You know, we, we play a national schedule. We try to, and not just play any team. We really try to play the best of the best. Um, well, this year we're going to Houston nice. to play uh, uh, Toscasita, who's, who finished the year ranked in the top 50. Um, we're playing the state champs from, from uh, Utah and Lone Peak. We're playing Pittsburgh from Northern California. We've got a team coming in from Hawaii. And, um, you know, I think that kind of exposure that we're able to get kids helps. Um, we've put a lot of kids in Division One football programs. So it's, it's a lot. It's a, I could sit and probably talk for a half an hour about, you know, what it takes to build a program. But uh, I've been very fortunate. I have great coaches and uh, – but most importantly, great kids. Right, and that tradition is rolling right now at Liberty High School. It's fantastic what you're able to do with the Patriots, and again, that that tradition is what really uh, keeps on rolling and keeps on rolling, and and, and guys want to go play and compete for the team. Like you mentioned, you you talked about putting guys in Division One. You know how how proud of a moment is that? I know you want wins and losses. You guys, you know, want championships and all that. But when you see your guys go on to compete at the next level, get an education at the next level, how 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 touching is that? How important is that for you? Uh, it's, it's huge because it's so hard to to even get a Division One scholarship. You know, it's I think it's like less than two percent of all kids that play high school football actually get a Division One scholarship. And uh, since I've been head coach, we have thirty eight kids um, that have gotten D one scholarships, and I have several that are playing. I've probably got about eighteen kids that are playing right now. Um, so it's it's special. I mean. You, we don't you don't base everything on how many kids you get division one because that's a lot of that's depends on them mm-hmm. you know and their their natural ability and talents but to see them go off and you know we have four kids at Oregon right now um, I got a couple of kids I think could be drafted soon so that's, it's going to be special over the next that's awesome. Uh, it really is. Again, we're talking with Liberty head football coach Rich Morocco here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. I always tell everyone that being a high school football coach is way more than just you know wins and losses and trying to get guys to college, but it's also being a father figure. It's being a leader. It's being a best friend, You know, a, a mentor. How, how important is that for you to 
to build those kind of relationships, we lost coach. I thought I heard. I thought right I heard back. it drop too. I wasn't too sure, but I thought, and then I didn't get the I didn't get the signal from you that we had lost them. So I was about to get into the meat of a great question. <laughs> You're gonna have to repeat it. I got it. It's all good. It's all good. Just get coach. Get coach back. <laughs> I uh, I actually I <laughs> I thought for a second. I thought I heard it drop for a second, but I wasn't positive. So uh, we're efforting to get Coach Rich Morocco back. We only got a couple more questions for him, but I think that you know it's so important to realize that these high school football coaches do so much more than just coach and, and more than just try to win games and and championships. But they're also, like I said, father figures, and they do so much. Uh, so I always enjoy talking to them and. Uh, again, you know, picking their brain a little bit. So we're going to get coach back on and we'll get a couple more questions in and then we'll let him go and enjoy his weekend. And now we do have him back on the phone lines, coach Rich Morocco from Liberty High School. And coach, sorry that we lost you for a second, but what yeah. wanted to ask you about, you know, just being in the community. And, and I know it's more than wins and losses. I know it's about, you know, being a father figure. I know it's about being a mentor, a best friend to some. Um, how, how, how touching is that for you? How much does that mean to you to know that you're way more than just a coach? Well, that's really why you get into the profession. You know, I didn't get into the profession to pad wins and losses and stuff. You know, I don't want to – I never really want to be a professional coach. Um, I did it because I wanted to be an educator, um, and I wanted to not just not just meet, uh, you know, athletes, but all students. And right. so I've been fortunate enough to uh, get into coaching high school football and been successful, but ultimately it's about – all the other kids, you know, that aren't, that aren't the big stars. You know, we don't cut kids at Liberty. Um, we have a lot of kids on the team because I feel the value in just being on a team is important. You don't have to be a star player. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's kids who they're going to make lifelong friendships and, and remember those things for the rest of their life. And it's, it's not necessarily the wins and the losses. So um, that's what I try to do. You know, I try to just, be a good role model as best as I can. You know, nobody's perfect. I, I make mistakes like everybody, but, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I'd like to think anyways, that most of the kids kind of like me, <laughs> so, you know, but no, it's, it's, that's what, that's what it's all about is the relationships. And, um, you know, I always wanted to be the coach that when you walk down the hallway, kids walk towards you and not turn around and walk away from you because they're scared of you or anything. So, no, that's right. That's right. That, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, the one thing that I love about, uh, well, team aspects in, in general, but football, I feel like it's just a, even a tighter bond, is that when those guys get in between the lines, when they get into the locker room, when they put their helmets on, their jerseys on, that's who they are. They're all Liberty Patriots. You know what I mean? They're not uh, yep. this guy from this place or this place or this background or this right. background. They're all a group yep. of brothers. And that, I think we need to, yep. we need to learn that more. Absolutely. Uh, I talk about it all the time with the kids. Football is the greatest game ever invented. You know, our country could learn a lot about a football team. You know, if mm-hmm. we acted like a football team and put aside racial, religious, cultural differences for the good of the team, you know, and, uh, and it, it's special to see that we have, we have a very diverse uh, team at Liberty, very diverse school. And uh, everybody kind of rallies behind that, and and it's it's just an awesome atmosphere to be a part of, and and something special to be a part of. But football, really, no matter where you're at, if if you're in a decent program to a good program, that that's what happens. You know, you you self-sacrifice, you know, your own maybe wants and needs for the good of the team, and um, at least that's what the successful teams do. 
and that's what we try to preach at Liberty. Yeah, well, you're doing a good job, Coach, for sure, uh, about that. Final question for you, and we do appreciate your time this afternoon. What's next? Uh, what's the summer program look like? Uh, you know, when do, when do the guys get back on the grind? I'm actually in the parking lot of uh, Dixie State University right now. We've got a seven-on-seven tournament <laughs> up here right now. Um, but we just, you know, we try to stay active as much as possible. We lift and condition every day, Monday through Friday, all summer long, and then uh, we come back with what we call it intramurals. It's like summer practice in shorts and T-shirts July 6th. And uh, real football gets to, gets started up August 1st. So nice. It's well, going to be here before you know it. Yes, it will. It, I mean, it doesn't take long at all, especially when you continue to be active like you guys are. So congratulations again, Coach. It was great to catch up with you yesterday. Uh, enjoy your time. Enjoy your time with the players. And uh, hopefully they continue to do what they do. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right, thank you, Coach. There he goes, Coach Rich Morocco, Liberty High School. They won the the tournament yesterday, the Nike 11-on high school football event at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I was able to catch up with them a few minutes while I was there. But, uh, again, and I say it all the time, and, and really it's it, – I know it's, sometimes it's like, it's like, oh, my gosh, he keeps repeating himself. But if, if we all as a society act like a football team <laughs> where it didn't matter what we looked like and it didn't matter, you know, what – what we believed in or what, you know, any of that stuff, man, you know, Hey, if we all went out there and competed as a team, you know, and I mean, when I say compete as a team, I mean, I'm looking at the person next to you and you just realize that that was your teammate instead of this, that, and the other, and we'd be in such a better place. So uh, thank you to coach Morocco for spending a few minutes with us here. Unnecessary roughness, Radio nation radio nine twenty. I mentioned his father's day. Let's go ahead and hook something up right now. Uh, call number nine is what I'm looking for at 702-365-9200. How about a $150 dining card? To Fogo. How about I just leave it at Fogo since there's so much controversy on exactly how to say the name. You can go to Fogo.com and and make some reservations, and you'll have reservations because you have a $150 dining card. Let's get hooked up right now. Call number nine is what I'm looking for, 702-365-9200. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. In this era, he is the best point guard that ever played basketball. This guy, 10 years from now, and you're going to compare to him? You're like, wait, wait, this guy's got multiple championships, multiple MVPs. But is he ever going to, like, catch Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like, these guys are never caught. They're going to be who they are. I just feel that in the modern era, he's the best point guard to ever touch a basketball. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, here's your boy, Q. Charles Barkley right there talking about Steph Curry. This is Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Oh man, Ari behind the wheels of steel trying to answer the phone. I believe Jared right here in Vegas won the $150 gift card. I believe. <laughs> Ari's not feeling too good about the phone line. What is, what is going on with you and the phone lines, man? I think you have a love-hate relationship. It's uh, just hate now. Oh, okay. There's yeah. no love at all. No love. Oh, Clear, I'm not getting any love. And did you get? Did 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 Jared win? Jared, you're the winner. But we, did we you got get some his information? Business to, to handle right now. Okay, so, so you still me. need to get his information. Yes. Okay, Jared. Maybe we should just do it live on the air. I mean, we could, but I don't want to put his business of in the course, street. Of course. So, <laughs> Why so. are you so angry? <laughs> why are you so I angry? I want to hook Jared up. He earned it. I know, but why, why are you so angry? 
I'll, I'll tell you why. No, because tell me I don't why. Tell me why my, you're mad, son. Tell I me why you're project, mad. I don't project my voice very well, which we all know. It's something I'm working on. But, like, I'm like, it's not because I'm not projecting my voice on the phone. Like, literally, people can't hear me. It's not because I'm so quiet. I can't hear. You got on. No, I did I did answer the phone, and I didn't hear it. But at the same somehow, time. Somehow, Demond magically. Demond yeah. walked in right. and did it immediately. It's the phone whisperer. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, work it out. But So, you're trying to proceed. get Jared. Yes. Okay. I'm going to handle this. You handle that. <laughs> Jared, he's got Excuse you. Me. He's got you. Ari's on the way. Did get a text on the Seven Ash text line from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, first off, big congrats on your dubs getting it done for another championship versus the evil Boston Celtics. I was at the Chase Center last night, and it was electric. Dub Nation was loud from the get-go. You know there's no such thing. Even as a Warrior fan, I'll say there's no such thing, but I respect it. As a huge Curry fan, I'm just grateful to watch him play here in the Bay Area night in and night out. I wanted to give a special shout-out to all the Dub Nation fans for this special achievement as I'm putting on my red polo shirt this afternoon. It's time for a celebration toast. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you, uh, that that first championship that the Warriors won, you know, but pre-KD was so special. It was, it was amazing. I remember being in Texas, and I remember calling my mom like, oh, my gosh, it actually happened. You know, they, they got it done. They found a way to get it done. Last night almost felt the same way for me. The two KD championships, I get it. They were supposed to get those. They were great. It was nice to get them. But, man, that one last night, I, I guess because so many people doubted them and counted them out, including myself. I had picked the, the Suns and the Bucks to be in the finals. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought the Suns and the Bucks were going to be in the finals, and boom, here you go. The Warriors just continue to jail, continue to jail, continue to jail. So, uh, yeah, Sir Whiskey Ray, thank you for that text. Vegas Pete hit us up. Happy Father's Day to all the dads. For me... It would be announcing that the Raiders acquired Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Or Lincoln Kennedy finds the fountain of youth and becomes the first ever, uh, player color man in history. And it's funny as I'm reading that, as I'm reading that, it, it looks one way, right, as you read it. I know what he means, but it sounds funny when I read it. That's why I kind of stumbled when I read it. He said it would be the first player color man. You know what I mean? So it's Lincoln Kennedy does color for the radio broadcast, but then he'd be the player too. That's, so that's what he means. But it sounds funny. Thinking he'd be the first player color man, like a color player man. Get it? You know, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, yeah. Anyway, it was funny. <laughs> anyway, he continued to go and keeps putting both on the ground, yelling, "Who's soft now?" That's uh, from Vegas Pete. So I appreciate that. That's what happens with text messages. You can you can read. That's why people get in arguments, right, over text messages because oh, yeah. you interpret it one way when it's really meant another way. I totally know what Vegas Pete meant, but the way it looked on paper looked different. So there's that. Uh, let's see what else have I got here? Uh, I already got, I think I already did. Uh, did I get to Glenn in San Jose? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did already. Anyway, the questions that I threw out there, we got Cassie Soto coming up in about a minute or two. Um, I threw out the question and you can respond on the text line, Salmon S text line at six, nine, one, eight, seven keyword R and R. If the Raiders won the Super Bowl, what would your emotions be like your immediate reaction when you know that, Oh my gosh, this is really happening. And I'll ask Cassie that because her dad pops Los, He's a big time Raider fan. So I'll ask her that off top. Plus, what would be the ultimate Raiders Father's Day gift, either for you or your father or your significant other? Those are the two questions that we're throwing out there on the show today. 2.56 is the time. We'll come back with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.